and thank you for joining us for another CCK Live. My name is Brandon Piva. I'm an accredited claims agent here at Chisholm Chisholm and Kelpatrick. And with me this afternoon is my colleague, Alex Gamash, who is also an accredited claims agent here at CCK, and Michelle DeTori, who is also an accredited claims agent here at CCK. And in this video today, we're going to explain VA disability reigns for migraines and give you a little bit more information that you could potentially use to win your VA claim. So first, let's start with them, uh, an overview about what migraines are. So migraine headaches are a type of headache that is characterized usually by intense pain that can be accompanied by nausea, vomiting, sensitivity to light and sound, lightheadedness, and sometimes even blurred vision. Migraines can be extremely debilitating and last anywhere from hours to days, depending on the person. Now, migraines often occur in, in four stages. The first stage is what they call prodrome, which is usually early migraine symptoms, which can have something to do with brain fog, sensitivity to light, and sort of things like that. The next is aura, where you start to feel the migraine coming on, and then the attack, which is the third stage, which is when you're actually beginning to feel the pain of the migraine. And then last but not least is what they call prodrome, which oftentimes is not really medically called this, but oftentimes a migraine hangover or what they call sort of lasting brain fog after the migraine and headache have subsided. Although it really is unclear as to what causes migraines, there are triggers that can include even something as simple as a hormonal imbalance, um, alcohol use, stress, sensory stimulation, certain foods, and even certain changes in the environment. Some veterans may even experience migraines with the changing of the seasons. Um, so that's a little bit about what a migraine is and kind of gives you a little bit of um, some details to what we're going to be working with when we're defining migraine and kind of the just a little bit of the framework. Now, I'm going to turn it over to my colleague, Alex. So what I'm curious to know is, Alex, how would you get service connected for migraines? Can you talk to us a little bit about what you need to show and maybe give us a little bit more information on how you can potentially get paid for your migraines? Yeah. So typically veterans need three of the following criteria to get service connected for migraines. Um, so the first is a current diagnosis by a medical professional. The second is an in-service event, injury or illness. And the third is a medical nexus, or basically a link between the in-service event, injury or illness, and the current diagnosis that the veteran has. Um, it's important to note that even if a veteran doesn't have an official diagnosis of migraine headaches, chronic headaches, or head pain, they can still get compensation if the condition causes functional loss or affects their ability to earn wages. Um, so if the veteran meets the criteria above, um, they basically need to submit a claim for service connection, um, which can be submitted on a VA form 21-526EZ. This form can be submitted online, by mail, in person, at your local regional office, or with the help of a representative. Thanks, Alex. Now, you really touched on how to get service connected for migraines on more of a direct basis. But as we know, when dealing with VA compensation, there are often other theories we can use to potentially get service connected for our various conditions. So, Michelle, I'm going to turn this one over to you. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you can get service connected for migraines, say, on like a secondary basis? Sure. So oftentimes you see that migraines are a very common um, side effect of a service-connected condition. So typically in this scenario, a veteran would have a diagnosis of migraines and they would have a link to a service-connected condition, basically that a service-connected condition is causing these headaches or maybe possibly aggravating them. Um, so you often see them with a couple of different conditions and I'll kind of go through some of those. So we see them a lot of time with psychiatric conditions. As you can imagine, Brandon had touched upon how stress is one of the leading causes for headaches. And PTSD, anxiety 
are going to cause a lot of stress. They're going to heighten that. And a lot of times you see a lot of veterans that suffer from headaches or that they already had headaches and this, their PTSD and anxiety trigger one, an episode. So that's when we talk about aggravation that, you know, maybe if they didn't have their PTSD or their anxiety, they wouldn't have that headache or that migraine trigger at that point in time. You also see it for depression. So another common cause for headaches and migraines is sometimes a poor diet. So a lot of veterans, because they're so anxious, they're not maybe eating enough or eating properly. So that could trigger a headache or a migraine, or sometimes they're overeating. And that could also be a common cause, um, you know, for a headache trigger. You can see it a lot of times for pain and then also pain medication. So that is a very common side effects for a lot of pain medication. So that's something to keep in mind, you know, for neck pain, for back pain, those can alone, the pain can trigger a, a headache or a migraine, but also the medication you're used to treat it. High blood pressure causes it. High blood pressure medication is very common for it. Um, you'll see it with a lot of traumatic brain injuries. A lot of times a big side effect that veterans have down the road is going to be the, you know, migraines, sinus problems. So sinusitis, rhinitis, you'll see it a lot because of the pressure right there. Um, and then tinnitus, um, because of the ringing in the ears, a lot of times it's not necessarily that it created the headaches, but it can also aggravate a headache because the ringing can then trigger a headache or a migraine to occur at that point in time. Um, so with the secondary service connection, I think it's very important that if you're experiencing this as a side effect and you think it's possibly a side effect to a service connected condition or medication you're taking for a service connected condition, it's very important to be talking to your doctors about it so that it's within your medical records because it's one of the places VA is going to be looking. Um, so I think it's very important to make sure that you're you're making it off record that you're experiencing that symptom. Um, so you have evidence showing that it is secondary because you're going to need that link between your service-connected condition and headaches and migraines. Thanks, Michelle. I think you've provided a ton of great information there. I think that just further kind of shows really how complex migraines are and the different things that could potentially cause migraines. So I think you summarized it pretty well. Now, we've spoken and spoken about what a migraine is, spoken about how to get service connected for it, both on a direct and potentially a secondary basis. Now we'll talk about how VA actually rates migraines. So VA rates migraine headaches under 38 CFR 4.124A. So that's 4.124A um, under diagnostic code 8100 which is what you're going to want to remember. So diagnostic code 8100 for the, uh, for the purposes of what we're going to define here. Now, this diagnostic code uh, includes disability ratings ranging from zero to 50% with uh, the criteria based on the severity and frequency of the migraines. The, the criteria is as follows. So we'll get a veteran who has a 0% rating. Um, we'll often get migraines with what VA describes as less frequent attacks. In order to get a 10% rating, you'll have to have migraines that are characteristic of prostrating attacks averaging one in two months over the last several months. So a little bit of subjectivity there. In order to get a 30% rating, the migraines will have to have characteristics of prostrating attacks occurring on an average of once a month over the last several months, as opposed to the 10% rating, which is one in every two months. The 30% rating is at least a prostrating migraine or a prostrating attack every month or so. And last but not least, the highest scheduler rating um, that VA offers for migraines is the 50% rating. 
This is what VA characterizes as very frequent, completely prostrating and prolonged attacks, productive of severe economic inadaptability. So that's a little bit more severe, obviously, than that 30% rating. This definitely happens more than once a month, we would like to think, in our interpretation of this 50% rating. Now, the term prostrating generally means the migraine headaches are so severe and debilitating that the veteran must stop all activity, lay down for an extended period of time due to complete exhaustion and even physical weakness. This may also require veterans to take medication or seek medical attention, depending on how bad their migraine is. So when we're talking about the prostrating, it basically has to kind of stop you in your traps and be like, well, I need to go you know, lay down for a few minutes or I need to stop whatever I'm doing right now because this migraine is so bad. So that's kind of what, what VA defines as, as prostrating, very kind of generally speaking. So now that we've kind of spoken about what the different VA ratings are, let's talk about what might, you know, a veteran uh, could expect in a competition pension exam for migraines. So to give us a little bit more information, I'm going to kick it over to my colleague, Alex. Can you talk to us a little bit about what veterans can expect or what actually happens during CMP examinations when we're trying to rate migraines? Yeah, so typically when the VA determines that migraines are secondary service connected to a condition or a result of service, they will go ahead and schedule a compensation and pension exam to determine if the nexus, nexus exists and the severity of the condition. Um, so kind of going back to the direct service connection, um, the VA examiner will basically give an opinion um, and basically say if that condition is at least as likely as not due to service and sometimes even secondary to other service-connected conditions. Um, talking about severity, they'll also kind of go through specific criteria in the VA exam to determine how severe the veterans' migraines are. Um, during these exams, veterans should definitely thoroughly explain the severity of their symptoms to the examiner so that the examiner can properly rate the condition. Um, like Brandon mentioned, they rate migraines basically on prostrating attacks. Um, so it's important to detail all of the symptoms and limitations that occur during a migraine episode so that the examiner can accurately assess the impact of that condition. Um, if the outcome of a VA exam is not favorable, there are definitely ways to challenge that. Um, veterans contain, obtain a copy of their VA exam to see if any information discussed during the exam is missing or if it's noted inaccurately. Um, and they can also request a second opinion if they don't believe that the opinion that they obtained in their VA exam is accurate. Um, or they can also get a private physician or their own medical professional opinion. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, that's, that's some more great information as well. I think one important piece that you highlighted that I think we should all continue to remind our clients and any veterans seeking service connection for migraines, make sure that you're thoroughly explaining the severity of your symptoms to your you know, examiner or your primary doctor. As we know, because of how complex migraines are, not only given in their onset and their triggers, but people often react very differently to migraines when they actually get them. Some people can, um, you know, still kind of suffer through the rest of the day, but kind of feel a little bit foggy. Others, you know, will, will you know, sometimes get, you know, sunspots or dark spots in their eyes, you know, kind of visual hallucinations, you know, up, up to and including, you know, vomiting and nausea and things like that. So make sure that you're definitely explaining your, your symptoms thoroughly because it's, it's not necessarily a one size fits all um, kind of symptomatology when we're talking about migraines. So, Michelle, I'm going to ask you this question to see if you can provide, uh, provide us with some more information as well. So now that we've kind of talked about the CMP examinations and potentially, uh, you know, what, what the examiner may ask a veteran talking about their migraines, what other evidence can a veteran potentially use to support their claim for service connection for migraines? Sure. 
So one big one is that you should be trying to submit lay evidence. So with lay evidence, there are three major things that I look to include or I look for, and it's duration, frequency, and severity. So duration, frequency, and severity, those are very three big things that go along with the rating criteria. So we want to know how often they're happening, how long they're lasting, and what you can do or cannot do during that period. So a lot of times you'll be talking to veterans and they'll say, I experience a headache during that time. I have to just go lay down in a quiet, dark room until the headache passes. And then it's how long does that take? It takes several hours to I'm out for the night. And just showing that that's how long you're out for. And then if showing how often it happens, it happens once or twice a week. Keep in mind, sometimes veterans have minor headaches and then they have major headaches. So there's sometimes different types of migraines they're having. They're having ones that maybe they took medication and it went away. And that's one type of headache. Then they have the more severe ones, which are very common. And I see very often is that it's not always the same severity. Then the severe headaches happen, you know, four times a month and, you know, then they're completely out for, you know, two days. So it's very important to touch upon that stuff. If you are working, I think it's very important to talk about how it impacts your ability to work. Are you missing days? Are you having to leave early? Are you getting accommodated when you have a migraine? Like, does your employer let you go lay down in the couch in the back room until it passes, which is an hour to two hours? You know, these are very important things to be discussing. Um, I think it's also very important to talk about when you were working, if it was impacting you and, and how it was impacting you. It's also really good if you could have what we call buddy statements or a friend or family member corroborate what you're saying. Um, because VA is very unique in the sense that they often take lay evidence with the same weight as medical evidence. So if you have friends and family saying the same thing and saying how severe it is, and especially if you have a negative VA examination, you now are adding you know, favorable weight to the fact that your headaches are more severe than what was reported there. Going along that lines, you can also get your own medical opinion. You can get a medical, you can take a disability benefits questionnaire, which we do have on our website, links to them, but they're also on VA's website. And you can take that to your doctor and have them fill it out for you to show the severity of the condition. You could also generally just get a medical opinion without the disability benefits questionnaire from your doctor, especially a lot of times your doctor is, you know, often a lot of people see neurologists instead of maybe their primary care doctor who we consider a specialist in their field. So they can maybe carry a little bit more weight with their opinion. Um, so those are very common things that we do. Um, again, if you are having these symptoms, it's very important to review reporting them to your doctor, reporting how often they're happening, what's happening during it, uh, because showing consistent medical evidence is also a really good way to, to support your claim as well. Thanks, Michelle. Again, a lot of good information there. I think, you know, really kind of what it boils down to as well is you're not just necessarily limited to the information that is discovered during your CMP examination to talk about the severity of your migraines. Again, I think what Michelle had spoken about was huge when we're talking about buddy statements. I think that's particularly helpful when dealing with migraine cases because you could be dealing with your migraine and you may suffer from migraines every single day and may not see any sort of behavioral changes or how your productivity may change because you've been dealing with them for so long. So oftentimes getting those buddy statements is, is really helpful, especially in cases like this. So I know Michelle had touched on um, talking about the severity and kind of limitations that are brought about when a veteran is suffering from a migraine. So I think this is a perfect transition into talking about, you know, TDIU, so unemployability based on your migraine condition. So if you are service-connected for migraine headaches and those migraine headaches prevent you from obtaining and maintaining substantially gainful employment, that veteran may be eligible for a total disability rating based on individual unemployability or what we call TDIU. 
Now, TDIU allows veterans, as we've spoken about many a times in our CCK lives, it allows veterans to receive compensation equal to 100% rating, even if their combined disability rating is less than 100%. In order to be awarded scheduler TDIU, veterans must have one condition rated at least at 60% or more, or if you're service connected for two or more conditions, your combined rating must be at least 70%, with one of those conditions being rated at least 40% or higher. Veterans who don't meet these qualifications may be eligible for what we call extra scheduler TDIU if they can prove that their migraines uniquely hinder their ability to maintain substantially gainful employment. So if you suffer from migraines and feel like it is uh, impacting your productivity at work or it's preventing you from returning back to work or is impacting your employability in any way, you could still be eligible for TDIU even if you don't fall into the scheduler category. Even if you have just one condition at that 50% rating, you could still be entitled to extra scheduler TDIU based on your migraines alone. So I think that about hits the nail on the head. I think we've kind of provided enough information for one afternoon. Um, I know this was pretty dense, but we've provided a lot of good information as to what migraines are, how to get service connected, the multiple theories you can use, what evidence you can use, and it even provided information as to what you can expect if you're a veteran going through the compensation and pension um, examination kind of factor of this. If you're finding uh, that you're seeking service connection for migraines. So as always, we have more information on migraines and the VA rating system can always be found on our CCK blog or through our other CCK videos. Thank you very much for your attention this afternoon or this morning, whenever you're watching this video. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to subscribe to our channel. Thanks again.